Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the five things podcast. The five things is a podcast where we dive deep into five topics from social media and share our takeaways for the week with me as frequently as can be is Beth Ross. Hello, Beth. Hey, Kenny. And joining us this week for the first time, stepping in for our friend, Amanda Davis. She's one of a kind. You're going to love this, everyone. Edme Jorge. Edme, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Yes. Yes. Okay. This is what we're talking about today. It's going to be fun. We're going to start off by talking about Pinterest announcing their initiatives to celebrate API Heritage Month, Clubhouse announcing their NFL partnership, YouTube testing timed comments, Instagram launching an audio video off button for live, And then finally, Facebook announcing advances in their object identification tech. Cool. The future is here. Let's kick it off with Pinterest announcing their initiatives to celebrate API Heritage Month. So May is Asian and Pacific Islander Heritage Month, and Pinterest has announced a ton of new events and initiatives that they're doing to help mark the occasion and highlight API creators. So first and foremost, Pinterest will be featuring a range of API creators on the Today tab in their app which will also include resources for the community and allies in support of hashtag stop Asian hate. Really, really important. And there's just been such a massive rise, unfortunately, in hate crimes against Asian and Pacific Islanders throughout the United States. And it's just horrible. And this is something that Pinterest has really stepped up their game in trying to help um, prevent and support the community. Pinterest will also be highlighting API-owned businesses in its May shopping spotlight, uh, which is really a good way to help support businesses that have been affected uh, by these heinous hate crimes. They are also going to host an Instagram Live session with influential voices and creators in the community. Kind of interesting that they're using Instagram Live. I love when channels realize they don't have features and they're just like, we're okay leaning in on other networks. It helps. And then last but not least, there'll be Uh, supporting a range of foundations that are focused on the API community. Um, They are going to be organizing this through two-to-one employee donation matching, um, and they're focused primarily on the Asian Pacific Fund, Hollaback, and the National Asian Pacific American Women's Forum. Uh, I'm asking our intrepid producer, Joey, to maybe include links to that in this episode description at the end of this so we can help support as well. But I don't think there's a ton to lean into here in terms of debate or discussion, but I like when the channels step up and have purpose and support the communities that help fuel those channels. So Edme or Beth, anything you want to throw in there? Yeah, no, this is great. I mean, I think from starting last summer with, you know, everyone kind of pushing Facebook to act right, we're going to see a lot more platforms coming out and starting to take stands on things and starting to be more socially aware. Like it's, it's no longer that social climate where you can just sort of take a back seat. Um, you know, the users really want their platforms to be speaking up on the important things that are happening. So this is awesome to see. Yeah. Double down on that. Totally. I mean, it's, I think it's the new trend and it's a good trend and we should continue to see this kind of behavior. If our trends lead to good happening in the world, uh, then rock on. So I think this pin, this podcast has been an unbelievable supporter of Pinterest. We love it from algorithm changes to the way they support the creator community to 
just everything that they're doing. So bravo, Pinterest. We love you. Heart. Hearts Great. for Pinterest, 100%. Heart for Pinterest. Yes. All right. Edme, Clubhouse, NFL partnership. Let's What's happening? Into it. Yeah. So in their first ever sports partnership, Clubhouse and the NFL announced that they were teaming up to produce an exclusive lineup of programming throughout the week of this year's NFL draft. So beginning Monday and leading up to the draft on Thursday, the NFL hosted a series of audio chat rooms on Clubhouse on a bunch of different topics like assessing players, a fan-driven mock draft, and just general draft analysis. And then on that night, like on draft night, users could join the Clubhouse rooms to follow the picks live as they were announced and listen in on discussions from athletes, coaches, and network personalities. It's like, okay, cool. Like, why is this different than watching any other content on social, like any other live stream about the draft? Well, in these chat rooms, fans have the opportunity to join in on the conversation and be invited on stage by the moderators to ask questions, share their reactions, and their picks. So typically, like, Twitter owns live event coverage, whether it's, like, award shows, sporting events, whatever that's happening live. Like, Twitter has always monopolized that conversation, and every other platform has really tried to, like, get a piece of that. So Clubhouse kind of found a way to bring that, like, two-way conversation to the draft so that, as a fan, you're no longer just, like, telling your hot takes to the Twitter universe. You're now all of a sudden connected in these spaces to people who share the same passion points, but also as a brand, you're no longer just like hoping that somebody sees, or in this case, hears your content. Like you're actually ensuring with these chat rooms that people are hearing your message and they're engaged because they're opting to do so. And like, also uh, just touching briefly. <laughs> Sorry, what? No, I was just gonna say, I absolutely love this for Clubhouse, but keep going and I'll tell you why after. Yeah, so like also, but like just to touch briefly on also like something that none of the other apps have, like also this is an exclusive platform. Like you have to be invited to it. You have to have iOS, which I think is only like 60% of the US. And so like there's that element and excitement layer of exclusivity on getting the opportunity to be in this space as a fan. It's like calling your favorite sports radio and like finally getting through to be able to share your hot take on this, like this stage. So I think we're really going to see other sports teams and leagues like offering up these opportunities for high volume events. Like this would be buzzing leading up to fantasy drafts. Like I would join these rooms, but also like just live event and entertainment coverage in general and what that could mean for like additional sponsorships even like what if before the Oscars, there's like a clubhouse conversation about fashion that's like sponsored by Vogue and led by brands like that are typically in that like couture space. It's like capitalizing on these conversations that you know are happening in this space, like red carpet fashion, and giving fans a platform, giving them a participatory role in such a huge event. Like that's going to be huge in perpetuating brand affinity and loyalty. But on the flip side, I also know that whenever there's a shiny new platform, more established guys swoop in and add that same functionality. So I would love to hear what you guys think about whether or not like this is sustainable i know clubhouse has done a lot to start hiring a bunch of like heavy hitters in the industry and really bump up their platform but what do you guys think in terms of like can this guy stick around first and foremost welcome to the podcast edme full on fire in the first one um i think one of the biggest knocks on clubhouse to date is the lack of curation and the lack of of context and it kind of just being like all over the place And I love this for them. I like that they are trying to create some level of curation and bring together fandom. We've talked about this quite a bit on the pod, how Twitter spaces and Facebook's pending audio product that they're going to be pushing forward have the ability to do very similar things and actually do it with greater scale. Uh, 
you know, it's, it's interesting to me that the NFL decided to go all in on Clubhouse uh, before talking to Twitter about Twitter spaces. We recently just hosted a pre-Oscars Twitter space with Procter & Gamble for the initiative that we helped uh, build with them called Widen the Screen. And it, honestly, you know, I think you, what you're seeing that's so fascinating about this is the ability for the common fan to feel like they can be one of the experts and do it in a way that helps generate exposure. I think we're going to start to see, you know, the unearthing of new influencers in interesting ways. And we also are going to get to see uh, the timeliness and the, and the impact of audio on how you experience your favorite hobbies and your favorite interests. So I think it's an interesting move for Clubhouse, but I do think the big guys will swoop in, um, especially Twitter and Facebook. Facebook will do it through groups. Twitter will do it, obviously, through spaces and contextual targeting. Um, but I, I don't know, Beth, what do you think? I loved, Ed May when you said, like, calling your radio station, it kind of reminds me of that where you would, like, call in, call in, call in to try to be the one person who gets to, like, speak on the radio. Um, I mean, I think it's interesting. I, I, I do think there's something to the exclusivity of it and kind of what that will do to draw in fans and, and create that hype. Um, it'll be interesting to see how brands that don't have these big tentpole moments, um, can take advantage of this, but I, I agree with everything you said, Ed May. This is, I think, the coolest way that I've seen um, Clubhouse being used to date and has, like, a lot of potential for brands and the work that we do in this industry. Yes. Ed May, this was quite possibly the most fire intro to this podcast that I have ever seen. Um, I love this. I think it's interesting. I'm glad we tackled it. I'm sure we will tackle it on future pods as well. But we are going to keep this train moving from station to station. And we are now at a station that Beth is going to host and is all around YouTube testing time comments. So Beth, take it away. Yeah, so YouTube has provided a few updates um, on self-certification, timed comments, and mobile permissions. We'll start with, I think, the two that are probably less exciting, but depends on who you are. So for the self-certification update, YouTube has made it easy and accurate to monetize through a combination of machine learning and human input. Um, and basically now as a creator with the new update, YouTube allows creators to make two incorrect ratings on how their video is rated, whether it's a yellow icon, dollar sign icon, which means you can get limited ads, or a green dollar icon, which means you can fully monetize. And you can still, as a creator, select which rating you think is appropriate for your content, but if you incorrectly rate on two separate videos within 90 days, the system will default back to an algorithmic monetization rating system, meaning the system will set those ratings for you. In terms of mobile permissions, um, so I guess YouTube to for creators to allow someone access to their channel, they had to do this initially through the studio desktop version. YouTube is now making this available through mobile, which seems like 
a great kind of move for them. Um, we know that you can pretty much do everything from your phone at this point. But I, the coolest part of these updates is actually around a new testing of this feature where you can add timed comments to a specific moment in a video that you're watching, which is really interesting when you think about kind of the reaction that people can now have at certain points in the video and being able to see what users are saying at certain moments, being able to see what moments drive the most conversation. Um, I think it's really interesting. And I think it's something that we as marketers could really take advantage of in terms of insights. What do you guys I think? I think it's huge to be able to see what moments are driving the most conversation, like from a brand perspective, absolutely huge. Um, from a user perspective, I think it's interesting. I would love to see based on like just the, the photo that's like included in, in the article that I just Googled really quick. Like it doesn't show the comments in time order. So that's kind of interesting. I feel like as a user, like I would want to go through the comments and like experience the comments as the video is happening, um, versus like, it'll just stay like 24 seconds after a video that says 10 seconds. So, but I think, I mean, more importantly, I think that's just like when you, when you go on Twitter and you're just like kind of scrolling or like doing anything like live and, and you see all these different conversations happening, it would be really cool to have them in time order so that you could be responding, um, as you're experiencing it. So I think that's cool about sort of like making an experience for the users. Like you get to decide how you're experiencing something. Yeah, I think it's further customization, right? This is how these channels are going to continue to evolve. They want your experience to be tailored to how you behave, what you like, what you want to see. And it makes perfect, perfect sense to me. Uh, very interesting stuff. And, and you know, I'm, I like YouTube, but they're so, uh, they tend to not always rise to the top of our strategies. And I'm, I'm always curious to see how they evolve as they, uh, as a channel. Unless there is anything else, I think we probably can move on. What do we think, team? One thing I forgot to mention is this is a test right now. So it's still in beta, not available to everyone. So I wonder, to your point, Ed May, if they'll, when they actually roll it out, build in more of that functionality. But yeah, let's move on. All right. For those at home, Ed May's nodding her head in agreement, um, <laughs> which is, you know, I'll be the narrator here. All right. So Instagram launching audio video off buttons for live. So this appears to be a response to Clubhouse um, and the, the broader trend of audio social or social audio, however you want to phrase it. Um, essentially, Instagram is rolling out two new features for Instagram Live, and they give you the ability to mute your audio during a live stream as well as switch off your video during a live so whether this is because of Zoom fatigue or they're kind of making like a bootleg version of audio only, uh, I don't really know. But we have to get out of this cycle of feeling like every product update is some sort of like massive revelation about the direction that social media is going. This just feels like greater controls for the production of Instagram Live. Uh, that's where I take it. I don't know, Edmund. I wish what are everyone your first could see my face right now because like I'm like, pass. Like, I Instagram is a visual platform. Like, I don't understand why you would think just because like Clubhouse is having success that they should be bringing 
audio only to Instagram. Like, make it make sense. Just be comfortable with who you are, Instagram. You've you 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 held. I mean, I go the to position. Instagram. Yeah, the, I go to Instagram the, to, to have people. a behind-the-scenes look at the people I follow's life. Like, that's why Instagram is cool. It's a visual, like, journey into this person's life. Yeah. When you were talking about this, it was like, does not compute. I don't understand. I don't understand why I would ever watch that if <laughs> well, this were the case. Be you, Instagram. Be you. Yeah, it's okay to be visual still. Just because audio is having a moment doesn't mean you should. They're change called who the you five are. senses, and we don't order them in in terms of uh, importance. They're all important. Yeah, yeah we don't no rank ranking. Them. Just have them all. <laughs> um, that's beautiful. That's how. That's what I think, and that's what Beth thinks too. Beth and I are in this together. Um, uh, all right, mm-hmm. everyone, we're gonna come in for a landing as we inch towards the end of our five things here. And Beth is going to talk to us about Facebook announcing advances in object identification tech. So this is a perfect one for me to cover because I'm pretty obsessed with computer vision technology and it's, you know, crawled along. This is super freaking cool. Also a tiny bit scary if you think about like a robot apocalypse, but Basically, Facebook is working, and Google has been for a while, but they're working on a new technology for computer vision. So what computer vision does is it is able to look at a video or an object and identify what is in that video or object in term or video or photo in terms of objects, um, emotions, colors, logos, And in the past, this has taken immense data for, quote, training an algorithm. So the algorithm will look back at the training data and say, oh, I have seven pictures of a strawberry. Therefore, I know that this image that I'm looking at contains a strawberry. Well, Facebook is working on a new methodology known as Dino. And what Dino does is it coaches imaginative and precedent transformers with no supervision. So basically you don't need that same intense training data set for the computer or the AI to be able to say, I know there's a strawberry in this image. And so what this means is that their algorithm can now uncover objects or logos or emotions within a picture or video with no supervision at all. So why this is super cool is one, the technology will get better. Two, if you think about robots, it means that you could program something to exist in the world and be able to see effectively around it and its environment without having to have that intense training data set to set up the environment for it. Super cool, terrifying at the same time. Um, But I think for us as marketers, being able to look at Instagram posts, videos, TikTok content, any sort of 
content that's being created and know what else is in that content or is really I, I kind of want to rename us. this episode because I think it was going to be about Clubhouse fear of the robot apocalypse. Um, but that, <laughs> thank you for that super thorough rundown of what was just going on. Edmay's Edmay, are you you seem I like look, shook? I like I feel like I'm the math meme girl. Like <laughs> Black Mirror vibes. I mean, that's really cool though. Like for for a brand, totally. Uh, to it's have like, that information, but like, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, totally. I looked at this and I was like, this is amazing. This could be really. Facebook's going to be able to evolve this, <laughs> so. though. I think it's very interesting when you think about. Um, what they're doing with virtual rooms, what they're doing with Oculus, what they're doing with their camera first experience. Like this feels like a natural evolution. So, you know, very interesting to see where this goes. I think with that, I'm going to stop this train and encourage everyone to come back next week and listen to all of us talk more about all of this stuff. This is uh, has been an exciting episode. I'm really glad that we had the chance to bring Ed May into the fold here. Beth, thank you as always for joining us. If you don't already, be sure to follow us on Apple and Spotify. If you have any questions or thoughts, you can email us at podcastsetgrade.com. If you don't follow Ed May on social media, Ed May, quick plug, where can we find you on social? Do it. At Ed May Jorge, E-D-M-E-E-J-O-R-G-E. All right, there you go. It's fun. It's worth it. All right. With that, as always, please, please, please stay safe, stay smart, stay social. The Five Things are written and researched by Andrew Patti and Grace McDougall. Produced by Joey Scarillo and Danielle Hunt. Mixed at Gramercy Park Studios by Guy Rosemarin with support from post-producer Ned Martin. Additional support by John Jenkinson and Christina Hyde. Gray is a global creative agency whose mission is putting famously effective ideas into the world. Check out more at gray.com.